Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. It's the beginning of December, and if you're like me, you're trying to figure out last minute gifts and things like that. When my kids were growing up, I would always have a pile of books next to their stockings. You know, the entire time I've been raising my kids, I've been trying to instill that love of books in them as well. And so, you know, it was just easier to put a big pile of books next to their stocking rather than wrap them all up. So anyway, I thought today that I would share some of the books that I have read this year, because if I left it open to all of the books that I've read for in the youth um, or young adult section, it would just take too long. I've been reading some youth or young adult books this year that have really stood out to me. And so I wanted to share those with you to kind of give you some ideas for possibly some books that you wouldn't think of reading, because these are books that I hadn't read before with my own kids, but I'm now reading with my students and they really stood out to me. There's a couple in here that I did read with my kids, but most of them not. So Anyway, so let's get started. Okay, the first one is definitely a classic and I didn't read it with my kids just because they were voracious readers and it was just, we didn't get it in there, but I should have because it's Louisa May Alcott's Little Men. Now, I actually read this to prepare for a class that I took and we had a wonderful discussion, an adult discussion about the characters in this book, the the adults, and how they mentored the little men in their home. If if you're familiar with the book Little Women, this is about Joe and her husband, and how they have a school for boys and the different ways that they work with these these boys, many of whom are have troubled pasts and have to get some help in overcoming those, but there's some wonderful ideas. It's it's a great book to read as an adult and look at it that way, but it's also a really good book as a read aloud for your family. It will be interesting for young kids all the way up to older kids or for older kids to read on their own and then discuss with you. A new book this year that I read is Uprising by... Margaret Peterson Haddix. And this is about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. And one of the things I really liked about this book, first of all, it's part of our history that had a huge impact in laws and women's suffrage and things like that, that is not covered well enough, I feel, in regular curriculum. This is a book that really covered a lot of different topics well. 
for example, it talked about the the plight of women in this time frame. They were working in factories, but they didn't have the the vote. They didn't have the the, the women's suffrage movement hadn't you know happened yet. Labor unions were just starting up, and this was a it. This book covers a lot of about labor unions. This also talks uh, about immigration. There were several different ethnicities talked about in this. The main characters were one was Jewish and one was Italian. And it talked about how moving to America, you know, it was a real challenge and learning just getting here was a challenge, but then once they were here, the different things that they had to go through in order to survive. And as a woman, they had additional, you know, these, these women had additional challenges that men would, would not have had. So it just really makes things real. And the strength of these women was, is just incredible. So I, I really enjoyed the book. I mean, it's, it is a, a sad book, but because really, I mean, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, it was about how a bunch of women died in a fire, but it really just taught me a lot in that it taught me how to look at things from different points of view and helped me put myself in the, the place of these immigrants. And especially with us having so many immigrants, I think it's important. You know, it doesn't matter what side of, you know, immigration you're on politically. It makes immigration just, you know, the personal, the person, the person behind that just more real. And so that's one I'd, I'd really like. And one of the things about having our kids read these books about these people who are, are suffering, who are being challenged, it helps them move from a very self-centered, which is very natural for teens, by the way, it, it is very natural. But one of the things as parents is we want to help them move that mindset of being so self-centered. And, you know, they're trying to figure out their own identity. So it makes sense. But one of the things we need to do is help them move from that self-centeredness to more of an open-mindedness and understanding other people. And this is a book that can really help with that. Another book that is very similar to that in uh, helping us understand someone else's point of view is Code Talker by Joseph Bruchak. And this is a story about World War II and it's about the Navajo code talkers. And it starts with a young boy, a young Native American who is pulled away from his family on the reservation and sent to one of the Indian schools. And to be honest, it's disturbing. I mean, this is historical fiction. He, the author did a lot of research on this and it's, really hard time to learn about in our history, but 
it's so important that we understand and acknowledge some of these things that have happened so that they don't happen again. But these Native Americans who were able to step up and, first of all, keep that part of their heritage, even when they were, it was literally being beaten out of them in these, in these Indian schools. It's just amazing that they were able to, to keep that part of their heritage, and then they were willing to share it in order to help this nation that was not always kind to them. So the Co-Talker um, book, if you are studying World War II, it is a fantastic book to, to learn about World War II because it does cover a lot of that. And it also covers a lot of the, the racism and things like that that was happening in America during that time, especially directed at the Native Americans. But it's, it, it's definitely covers a lot of like the history of, you know, what was going on with the war as well. So definitely if you are studying World War II, Add that to your list of books to read or to read with your kids or to have your kids read. Another historical fiction one that I read with one of my students, this is one that I, I really enjoyed, but I had never covered this part of history, and that was uh, Fountain of Silence by Ruth Sepetys, I think that's how you pronounce her, her name. It's S-E-P-E-T-Y-S. This is about Spain in 1957 under Franco's dictatorship. And the challenges people were having with that dictatorship. So I actually had the opportunity uh, after I graduated right after I graduated from high school to go to Spain. So I found it just fascinating to learn more about the history. So that's one of the reasons I loved this. But here again, with our, our teens, we want them to kind of get an idea of what other people and other parts of the world are going through in history. And so this was a really good introduction to what other countries and people in other countries have gone through. It's also a great book to read if you are studying something like government because, or civics, because it's a look into a different form of government than we had. So it covers a lot of different bases there. In America, I, I know we tend to be very ethnocentric and that we, we do not adequately cover or adequately expose our, our kids and our students to other countries, the, the cultures of other countries. In Europe, the countries are so small that, I mean, literally going to the, the country next to you is a day trip, okay? We don't have that in the United States. But by reading books like this one, The Fountains of Silence, we can kind of get a taste of that. And so the kids understand a little bit about a different country and 
a different time in that country. The main characters in this story are young people, youth, and their interactions with each other. And it's about an American boy who goes to Spain with his parents and he is he is wealthy and everything you know their family is wealthy and so they're living it up in the this beautiful beautiful hotel and he meets a uh, a young woman and kind of gets pulled into her life and what she's going through under this dictatorship so again it's one that I, I recommend. I got a lot out of it. It was really fun to talk to my student about it after we had both read it. So just, just one to look out for. I also wanted to share a couple of contemporary ones. And one of them was Silence Between Us by Alison Gervais. And this one was about a young woman who was deaf and she was moving, I think it was her senior year, she had to move from a school for the deaf to a regular school. And the challenges that she went through that year and going from being surrounded by that deaf culture to the traditional American youth culture and the challenges she had was, was really interesting. And I happened to read this with one of my students that was really interested in ASL. And this just really encouraged her to learn more about ASL. This book really illustrated well how the deaf community is not always integrated well with the rest of society. And as someone who does not know sign language, it really made me want to learn more about it. And it made me understand the deaf culture a little bit more. So if you have a student who is interested in a sign language, this is a, a really good read because it, it talks about that deaf culture, which, you know, learning sign language is one thing, but understanding that deaf culture is something that's, it's kind of adds a missing link to that experience of just learning the language. It's, it's not enough to just learn the language. You need to kind of know the the culture, at least be exposed to it. And, and this would be a good book to do that. Another book I read with a student is Shape of Thunder. And this is by Jasmine Warga. And the major theme in this is like healing a friendship. And I, I do want to be completely honest. It it was a harder book to read just because it incorporates school shooting in it. And the two main characters, one of them had her sister shot in this school shooting, and the other one was the sister of the shooter. And before this happened, they were best friends. And this is a story about how they were able to 
kind of heal their friendship. So I, if any of those topics, you know, are something that you'd like to cover with your kids, I, I want to be completely honest. It, like I said, it was a little bit harder to read just because it was of the school shooting aspect of it. But if you have a child who has been hurt by a friend and there needs to be some healing there with a friendship, this is a really hard thing for these two characters to get over. And it, it could be something that your child needs to, to read or, or would be helpful. So I wanted to be sure and include that, even though it, you know, it obviously wasn't one of my favorites because of the, the subject matter, but it was, it was well-written and, you know, with those caveats, I think I can, I can share it without a problem. So anyway, I would be remiss if I did not share a fantasy book. All four of my older boys are fantasy and science fiction, you know, nuts. And that's really what they grew up with reading those. They, they still are. I, I read Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. And it was an amazing book. And if you have kids that like, just love to read, I don't know about you, but all of my kids, they absolutely love to read. And when they found an author they liked, they just wanted more. Okay. And so if your kids are like that, give them Mistborn because it's, it's a series. <laughs> I read Mistborn and immediately afterwards, I'm like, okay, where's the next book? I mean, when I read, I, I, I didn't read much when I was, you know, a young mother, just because my kids didn't get fed. It was, I was just, I get wrapped up into a book and it's a little bit easier just because I can't stay up all night reading. I do fall asleep when I'm reading now. So, but I tried, I really tried with Mistborn because it was such a good book. But as soon as I was done with it, I started on the next one. I got through the first three in the series in, you know, in just a few days. And these are long books. These are not, you know, little kid books. These are longer books. So they're perfect for really good readers, you know, kids who love reading. And when I say read, I mean, for me, I listen to all my books. I mean, I am in the car enough that I am listening to audiobooks in the car. So I don't want you to think that I, you know, actually read, you know, sat down and read all of these. You know, sometimes I'm, you know, listening to audiobooks when I'm, you know, working around the house or doing a big, big project, whatever. But I listen to all of these, you know, audio, audiobooks are the best. Audible is just loves me. Okay. So anyway, Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. My older boys still read them. My oldest has read every single one of Brandon Sanderson's books and is, you know, Brando Sando crazy. So anyway, it's, it, it is a good book and he is an amazing writer. 
Okay, and I wanted to also cover a few that are not fiction, you know, that aren't just the fun stuff, because I found with my fifth son that that was, you know, like the self-help genre was what really got him reading. He didn't like the fantasy and science fiction that I had on our shelves. You know, yeah, right. You know, I have four boys who just inhale the stuff and then my fifth one won't read them all. But <laughs> that was fine. I, I was just grateful when I found the genre that he did want to read. And this first book that I'm going to tell you about is kind of borderline. It definitely is more of a fiction, more, I guess, more of a historical fiction, but it's also a self-help book. And that is Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. And there is a youth version of it. I prefer the adult version for kids just because, especially for teens, I just feel like it's it's a better story and the kids don't really have a problem relating to it. But anyway, it's this this man who is having a a hard time in his life and is contemplating some really tough things and he gets a gift of traveling, time travel basically to visit different people and learn from them. And so these different gifts that he receives are really powerful. This is a book that I have read many times and I get something out of it every single time. It's definitely one of my personal classics. And I, I've i had entire communities read it with me because it is that good. So... It's a good one for you to read too. So don't just hand it to your to your kids. Definitely read it yourself. One for your for your kids specifically is Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens by Sean Covey. Seven Habits for Highly Effective Teens is a book I try to give to every single uh, young person in my life, you know, like all of my nieces and nephews when they turn 13. It is a book that really can make a huge difference in their lives. And it's also one, if you've tried to read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits uh, for Highly Effective People, which is, you know, more the adult version, it can be a little bit hard to get through. But if you read the teen version first and then read the adult version, it makes it a little bit better. The Seven Habits for Teens, it's also one that you can do kind of as a, you know, just do like a a chapter a week type of thing and, and you guys do it together and, you know, read a chapter and then talk about it. Uh, that would be a, a really good way of, of getting through it and really going deep in these different topics like being proactive, developing better communication skills, working on relationships and the importance of that and things like that. And it works also, you know, with your relationship with yourself as well as with other people. So it's, like I said, I feel it is a must for every teenager. So I highly recommend it. And this is another one that I personally have read multiple times, many times, and I've had many, many 
classes read it as well. One book that's more of an aimed for adults, but this year my son read it for a class, and so I'm including it here, and that is Grit by Angela Duckworth. I have re read this book many times as well, and so I, I do feel that for the right youth, it would be a, a great book to read. It talks about you know, building that perseverance and that grit and, and what grit really is. And I just found it fascinating. It has a lot of different studies that, you know, talk about how to develop this and the importance of developing it. So a lot of times, especially our older teens, when they are not hearing us as well, having them read a book like this uh, will really give them an idea of, you know, oh yeah, you know, this is why I want to do this. It's not just because mom or dad is telling me to do it. You know, there's, there's proof behind it. So I will put a link to Angela Duckworth's TED Talk as well, because it gives you kind of a, a, you know, the background information about it, but it's, it's a good book. I, I definitely suggest it. Usually every Christmas, I will also give my kids a couple of, you know, school books. Yeah, I'm a teacher. I'm a homeschooler. I love education. So I thought I'd give you a couple for that as well. Whatever Happened to Penny Candy by Richard Mayberry. I love this book. I mean, I'm kind of a economics nerd type of thing. I love teaching kids about you know, personal finance, about how the economy works. And this is a interesting book for kids. They, they tend to enjoy it, but they learn a lot about, about personal finance, about, about you know, economics and their relation to it. So anyway, I, I personally like a lot of the Richard Mayberry's book. It, one of the things I like about it is that he states his bias at the beginning of every book. And, you know, let's face it, there is always a bias in a book, but not many authors will go to the trouble of actually stating their bias so that you can be aware of that. And when you're reading it, kind of understand that this is where they're coming from. So in just that way, it's a great book because you can like read what the author's bias is and then recognize it throughout the book. So just that lesson, especially for teens who are being exposed to so many different biases in the world today, it's a book to help them kind of recognize that bias. So anyway, that's a good one. And I want to throw one more in there and that's Archimedes and the Door of Science, and this is by Jean Bendick, and this is one that, I mean, it's probably better for, for younger kids. It's a pretty small book, but it's a fun book. It's a story about Archimedes, and it talks about science in a really engaging way. So if your kids either love science or or don't like it, this would be a, a fun book to kind of 
get them more into it. And I know this is a book that I read with my kids when they were younger. So anyway, these are just a few of the books. Most of them I read this year with students, but they're ones that I highly recommend and you still have time before Christmas to order some. So if you're looking for a a stocking stuffer or a, a just a good book to to share with your kids for Christmas. Any of these would be you know good ones so or at least ones that I recommend. So one of the things I do want to be sure I, I mentioned it but make sure that if your children don't like a specific genre have them try different ones because like I said my fifth son he didn't get into reading until later because all I had were the science fiction and fantasy books. I mean, that's not all I had, but that was definitely the majority of the books I had on our bookshelves for him. And so when I figured out that what really spoke to his soul were those self-help books, the ones with all of these different experiments and you know he loves philosophy books and things like that when I figured that out now he's become a voracious reader he he does read books and he also reads other genres but it kind of got him going it kind of jump-started him and he's a senior this year and he has been collecting books for his actually his junior and senior year and the the books that he's read he's the pile is almost as tall as he is and that's something that really gives him excitement you know that he has this goal of reading all of these books and a physical measurement for him especially because he was a later in getting into reading this is just a real encouragement for him so anyway i would love to hear books that you and your family have loved. So please leave some book recommendations in the comments because I'm always looking for new books, especially for my students that are teens. Please let me know what made them special for you and your family. Thank you and have a wonderful holiday season. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.